My name is Sheriff Rowdy, and I started my day in 1879 in the Dakotas, but this little lady says I am now in 1944 France. She's being chased by these men named Nazis. It's like they got the devil in them. Well, she needs a good partner, and I'm not one to leave someone to fight evil alone. Get the rip-roaring adventure of Cowboys vs. Nazis at MythMart.com or Amazon. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to a brand new episode of My Public Life as an American Nerd. I'm your host, Kevin. And joining me today, he can't really talk right now because he's doing something, but he will be back in a few minutes. Uh, my son, Elijah, is going to be joining me today. Um, we're going to be talking about some a uh, couple trailer releases that just dropped. One of them just dropped today. Um we're also going to be talking about The Flash. We have the opportunity to go watch that this weekend. Um, and then we are going to, um, yeah, just talk about uh, how our days are going and stuff like that. Uh, this is a little bit strange for me because I am recording from a hotel room. So Elijah is not sitting right next to me like he normally is. Um, I'm out of town for business, I guess you can say, for work stuff. Uh, so I'm um, doing this over Zoom with Eli. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Um, so he'll chime in as soon as he's done doing what he's doing uh, in a few minutes. Uh, but first... Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for checking out the show. As usual, if you could give us a like, a subscribe, whatever, you know, your podcast, uh, wherever you listen to this, whatever you, uh, you know, you like it, you subscribe it, whatever it is, leave comments, let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you want to hear more of. Let us know what you want to hear less of. Just uh, feel free to talk to us, reach out. We'd love to chat and uh, talk about what you guys are watching, what you guys are checking out and what you guys are enjoying right now. Um, we really, really appreciate that. Um, so in the next couple weeks, we actually have quite a few big movies coming out. Uh, so not this weekend, but the weekend after that, we have Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I'm really, really excited for that. Um, we're going to do a proper rewatch of it all. Uh, I think Eli is ready to go live now. How's it going? I am. He is. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You guys are almost done today. You had no school for yeah. Juneteenth, but you have two more days left of school. And by the time this <laughs> podcast comes out, the day this podcast comes out will be your last day of school for Let's your sophomore year. Um, so yeah, I would like to do maybe next week. We'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, I really want to do a rewatch of Indiana Jones. We might have to do that on Sunday when I get home. We might just have to watch them all in a row, including including Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I know is a very divisive movie. I like it just fine. It's not very good. I don't really particularly think it's even close to my top spots, but 
uh it's a fun movie so we'll have to check them all out and then next weekend we will go watch or the weekend after i get back indiana jones comes out so we'll have to go watch indiana jones and the dial of destiny um first there's a couple pieces of movie and tv news that i kind of wanted to talk about real quick number one we just got word that Linda Hamilton is joining the cast of Stranger Things season five. Elijah, do you know who Linda Hamilton is and why she's important and why this is a big deal that she is joining Stranger Things season five? Mm-mm. I can't no. say I knew. I feel like I failed as a father um, because you know who it is. You've seen her. You know what character she plays. You just don't know her as a person. And she is the one and only Sarah Connor from Terminator 2 Judgment Day and Terminator. What was the last one that came out? Dark Fate? Not Dead Reckoning. That's I think it was Mission, Impossible. That's Mission Impossible. Dark Fate, I think it is. Terminator Dark, Dark Fate. Yeah, I think it is. Um, anyway, she's joining uh, Stranger Things Season 5, which we'll eventually see. And the whole cast will be well into their 20s by then. Um, so hopefully they don't try to pull it off like they're still in high school. Like they're still little babies because it's going to have to. There's going to have to have a time jump. Like there's no no choice. And it's. Listen, it's taking a while, guys. We got the writer strike going on. We have a lot of things going on. We have a lot of things, other things delayed from the writer strike, like the Daredevil Born Again series um, has been delayed because of the writer strike, but not for the reasons you think, not because their writers are on strike and Disney actually cares about the writers. It's that they're literally getting pushed out by protesters and strikers of where they're trying to film. So they can't even film it because they're trying, but they can't. Um so yeah it's kind of weird that they're trying to film it especially since you know they need a writer but whatever uh there's been a lot of shuffling on the marvel mcu slate the only good thing i didn't look into it too much to be 100 honest because these things happen all the time one positive though could be a positive could be a negative who knows the one positive is that uh, Deadpool 3 was pulled forward by a few weeks so we're going to see that a little bit earlier than we expected but my expectations are well, are being no. Go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead and hey, celebrate. I think it's cool that we're going to see go. it. But my expectations are being very mid because Ryan Reynolds. Reports have come out that Ryan Reynolds cannot improvise at all on set, which is kind of what he does for Deadpool. So uh, due to the writer strike, so you know. We will see what happens. Um, one other thing I want to talk about before we get into our main subject topics uh as you guys probably realize i've talked about box office a lot over the last couple weeks on this show um only because i find it very fascinating where we're at uh when it comes to going to see movies uh the flash and elemental were the two big movies that came out this weekend uh the flash of course i think other than Aquaman, the next Aquaman movie is kind of the last one of the last DCEU films, the last remnants of that era. Um, we'll get to that movie in a little bit. That one opened in the Elemental, of course, was Pixar's latest film. Pixar has been struggling hard at the box office because people are so used to streaming it. People are so used to being able to watch it at home that not a lot of people have been going to the theaters to see their films. Um, and so the flash took in just under 55 million dollars for three days which is since very good now i know it's 
Sounds like a lot to us, $55 million. That is a lot of money, but it's really not when you're considering how much this movie costs to make. Uh, it was projected to make $70 million. So that went out the window. Um, also, it didn't get very good reviews. The reviews have been super mixed, um, kind of on par with Black Adam, to be honest, even though I personally thought it was a lot better than Black Adam, but we'll talk about that. Elemental, meanwhile, pulled in $29.5 million, down from the $40 million projections the other week. It's easily the worst Pixar theatrical opening to date, well behind Onward and The Good Dinosaur at $39 million each. Onward's an interesting one because Onward wasn't in theaters the whole time, but we're talking about just opening. So um, both of the films cost about $200 million to make. So they're going to have to make it up somehow. A lot of legwork, a lot of things like that. Eli, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Why do you think people just weren't interested in The Flash? I think a little bit has to be a little bit of the actor and a little bit of Ezra Miller, of course, and a little bit of they want something new, like with both the actors and with the story, because we've got this before, except it was animated and it brought us Grifter, which is one of the better DC animated characters. That is true. And we also got what is arguably, arguably, again, very divisive, but who knows? I thought we still have, what, nine seasons of a TV show that was keeping people entertained and thrilled for nine seasons as opposed to- Even the CGI was better for the CG show. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, we'll get into that. Um, but of course, yes, I think a lot of it has to do with Ezra Miller. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's gotten into a lot of trouble lately. Um, I'm happy he's getting the help that, uh, quote unquote, getting the help that he's looking for, which I really hope he is. I uh, hope he steps up, takes responsibility for his actions, and we're able to, he's able to make some amends at least, and try to do the best he can to get better um but again he still did some horrible things that not excusable at all uh mental health is not a catch-all for everything bad there are a lot of people who suffer from mental health who don't go out and do horrible things uh so but either way listen i hope he gets the help he needs that's just kind of the bottom line and i hope he's okay um but uh, yeah, no, I think that this film didn't do very well because people were kind of, you know, we've seen the story before, you know, we've seen it before, we've seen it done better, uh, we've seen it done more entertaining. And I also don't think it helps that the head of D- the new head of DC decided to announce that basically none of these ma- movies matter anymore, right? So from Shazam, we kind of, Shazam was kind of the first one to come out after James Gunn took over. And even before that, he had already said, Hey, like we're resetting everything. These movies don't count essentially. And we're going to go our own way. So I think a lot of people just don't care about these as much as they would. If it was still one cohesive thing. Um, I thought that was interesting. And let's move on to Pixar real quick. I think Pixar, this, this kind of bothers me. This one is kind of the one that the flash I kind of saw coming elemental, excuse me elemental kind of bothers me let me tell you why because you have uh, so many people out there right 
a lot of people out there saying that they want original stories. They want original characters. They want originality in their movies and they're, they don't want remakes. They don't want sequels. Hollywood's running out of ideas, blah, blah, blah. But then a movie like Elemental comes out, which is an original story, beautiful animation. I don't know. I, I, we can't talk to it because I haven't seen it, but it, it seemed like something unique and fresh, a, a familiar story, but told in a different way with different types of characters and different um, meanings and stuff like that. But no one went to go see it. Nobody went to go see it, even though it's an original story. So it's like there's all these movies out there that are original and they're coming out and they're people are, you know, wanting to see these quote unquote original movies, but they don't go see them. Really strange. So that's what bothers me about Elemental and it's Pixar. I want to see Pixar kind of take back the reign. Animation right now is kind of at a, I don't want to say a standstill, but it's it's suffering from the, uh, as my buddy Brandon puts it, illuminationization of all these movies, right? They're all kind of starting to look the same until you get something like Spider-Verse, until you get something like, um, what was the last animated movie that did? Uh, even Pinocchio. Pinocchio was great. Puss in, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. Guillermo del Toro's uh, Pinocchio. That was interesting. Yeah. Like those movies were doing really, really cool things with animation, specifically Spider-Verse. Um, so you're seeing all this kind of, you know, Pixar, Pixar does good with, I really do think that they do good with like, you know, even though they all kind of look similar, they're still really good at like their own styles. Like each movie has their own individual style. Like you can tell the difference between Up and between um, Coco, right? <laughs> or like any of those guys. Yeah. Illumination, though, has that really same bubbly eyes, you know, kind of <laughs> thing. But they did do Mario, which was a lot of fun. Uh, so that's what kind of bothers me about Elemental. I wish it did better. And I don't know if Pixar is kind of on a downward spiral now, um, especially since COVID and since people were so used to watching the stuff at home and everything like that. So what's up? Uh, I don't think it's that they're on a downward spiral. I think that their competition is just getting better and better with their animation. Oh, yeah. Their their stories. Yeah. If you were to tell me, if you were to tell me five years ago, even five, six, well, no, that's when Spider-Verse came out the first one. If you told me like six years ago that Sony was going to be the animation studio to watch, I would have, I would not have believed you at all. Um, but here we are. These studios are getting better. They're, you know, then you have studios like Leica who have kind of been doing things their way for a long time, right? They always do something unique and different and things like that. Um, and they're kind of along with all those, like the Sony's and the, um, you know, Sony's had a lot of luck with, you know, they had even stuff like Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs was pretty good. That was fun. Uh, then you got stuff like Into the Spider-Verse and you had Mitchell's versus the Machines, which was really, really good. And then you had, uh, you know, Across the Spider-Verse and all those. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting time for animation. But people, go watch, go watch cool things. Go watch things in theaters on the big screen especially animated movies. They look better. They feel better. They, they're they just incredible. They're worth Don't watching. Don't watch Mutant Mayhem when it comes out. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's that other one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Um, 
that one looks amazing too. That's going to be coming out in August. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we talked about this last, last one possibly. Um, but yeah, definitely go check that out. Um, speaking of upcoming movies, let's talk about uh, the trailer that dropped today, which is Craven the Hunter uh, starring Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, as the looks, famed hunter. As the famed hunter. Um, so I'm watching this trailer and I'm like, okay, like it's going to be another, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could get excited for it because I feel like Sony has kind of burnt us enough with their villain anti-heroes on the big screen. You have things like Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Morbius, and now this. Uh, this movie's got Russell Crowe, which is cool. He plays their dad. Uh, he's also Maximus from Gladiator. Um, he's a cool it looks fun. It looks fine. Action packed. There's a lot of, um, you know, fighting and car chases and pretty much everything you'd expect from from this kind of movie. Uh, what do you think about it? I think it looks good, although I don't like the way that they do things that because the way that he runs from what I've seen. Like he runs like Morbius. Like he doesn't run like an actual person. He right. more like runs like a horse or a dog. Right. Which oh, is gotcha. odd for Craven because in the comics and the TV shows and everything that we've seen him in, he runs like a normal person, just faster and better. Yeah. No, I he, agree. It's like he took a super soldier serum or he <laughs> has done training. Maybe but he this did. just looks like Morbius version two. Maybe he did. Let's see who directed this. This is directed by J.C. Chandor. He also directed Margin Call, All Is Lost, A Most Violent Year, uh, Triple Frontier, uh, which is the one on Netflix um, that we still haven't watched, but it has has an amazing cast oscar isaac ben affleck charlie hunnam pedro pascal garrett hunland headland from tron legacy um yeah it's got a good cast anyways uh we'll see how that turns out um we'll go see it of course we're gonna go see it we kind of like how bloody it looks it looks bloody that's the other thing it's the first sony marvel film that is going to be rated r so that is a good thing uh, I so wish it was Venom, though. Yeah, Venom should have been rated R. Um, let's move on to our next thing. This one you're a big fan of. This one is finally getting a, or is getting a live action adaptation. And of course, we are talking about One Piece, the live action series on Netflix. Um, so let me ask you something. Are you done with the show yet? The animated? Not even close. <laughs> okay. What did you think of the trailer? I, I, I thought it, I looked fun. It loves whimsical. looks like, you know, an anime it, to life. It actually looks like it could be a good adaptation. Like from what the other ones have looked like, like Death Note and the other adaptations that we've gotten. It doesn't look like those. It looks a lot better. The CGI looks like it would actually be one piece. The set designs looks like one piece. Mm-hmm. There have been minor changes, but all of them have been approved by Oda himself. Right. The mangaka, he's been working on it behind the scenes. And so far, there, from what we've seen, there has been some slight changes. 
like Zoro Zoro doesn't seem doesn't say that he's a part of the crew in the trailer, even though like both in the manga and the anime. Like as soon as Luffy saves him, he's like, So what's next, Captain? But here he's like, uh not so sure about that yet. Right. We okay. see Shanks, the Sea King. The Sea King is the giant monster. Right. And then we see Shanks wearing his straw hat that he later gives to Luffy. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it looks fun. I think, you know, Netflix is doing all these live action a- adaptations. They're doing uh, Avatar The Last Airbender as well, a live action. We can forget about the M. Night Shyamalan uh, film that I don't think a lot of I think a lot of people saw it, but a lot of people were not happy with that. Um, I so watched yeah. it. Was that? I started watching it. You did watch it? Well, not recently, but. Oh, like yeah. Didn't you watch ago, it with mom? I did watch it. Didn't you watch it with mom? No, I watched it again later. Because I'm pretty sure I haven't watched that one with mom in years. Yeah, the M. Night Shyamalan. Let's see. It's going to be coming out August 31st. So it'll start streaming on Netflix August 31st. So keep an eye out for that. If you guys are One Piece fans, uh, it looks pretty good. Check out the trailer. It's on YouTube right now. Um, Yeah, definitely check it out. looks like they got the casting pretty good too. So from what I gather about the characters and stuff. So that's a good thing. All right. We're getting Joy Boy later this month and we're getting the live action in a couple months. Yeah, 100%. All right. So let's move on to our main thing today we are going to be talking about the flash the film that just released this weekend we got we went to go see it friday night uh so first what we'll do let's talk our basic thoughts if you liked it or not and then i'll let you guys know when we're going to get into spoilers and then we will dig deeper into the movie things we like things we didn't like uh with spoiler talk so eli i'm gonna let you go first and be honest what did you think about the flash? I think it was one of the I think it was one of the better live action movies that we've been getting recently of these characters. At least among like Black Adam and some of the other ones, but it's not the top. It's definitely not one of the top ones when it comes to live action. Yeah especially for the DCEU, but at least within the past year, it's one of the better ones. Within the past year, couple years? Yeah. All right, cool. Fair enough. So um, I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. I thought it was, um, of course, everyone at this point knows that Michael Keaton is back as Batman. That was cool to see. Um, The main problem I had with it is that when things happen that I was supposed to be super excited about, I wasn't as excited as I should have been for it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it was the marketing or because I already saw it or because I, it just didn't hit the way I was kind of hoping it would. The whole movie was kind of a series of, Hey, look what we're doing. Isn't this cool? As opposed to, 
kind of doing their own thing and focusing on their own story. Like I hate, I, I understand they were trying to do a flashpoint story. I get that. I understand they're adapting flashpoint to um, do something to the universe. I don't know what, but like, I kind of wish that they had actually just told a flash story. And I know this is the kind of quintessential flash story, but it felt like a Batman story wrapped in a flash. You need flash to tell the story. So the flash was the kind of um, the kind of the character that kind of made things happen, but it was really Batman's story. Right. That's what it felt like to me. Um, Yes. The catalyst. Yes. The catalyst. Mm. That's what I mean. I know there's the flash story with his mom and his parents and stuff like that. And that's kind of the whole reason this whole thing is happening, but I feel like it was just an excuse to throw Batman in there, bring Michael Keaton back and say, Hey, look what we can do. One thing that another thing that really bothered me is that we did not, the flash is fighting someone else's villain again. (laughs) Like why couldn't we get a really cool, like, you know captain cold or like you know even um captain boomerang you know like everybody's favorite ozzy yeah like i it just kind of sucks that we didn't get any of flash's rogues gallery at all like it had nothing to do with the flash like that's what kind of bothered me about it like it just didn't bring any depth to the character that i didn't already have like it was kind of this bare bones. Like I like the way that they kind of portrayed him as a little bit more chaotic and a little bit more frantic and a little bit more ADHD and a little bit more, um, it, you know, an anxious person. I really like that aspect of it. Cause I could kind of relate to that, but I just didn't really care much for the characterization of Barry as a whole, if that makes sense. I felt like Grant, someone like Grant Gustin kind of nailed it pretty well. I agree. He got the weird, nerdy, awkward stuff, but he also combined it really well with the superhero trying to do the right thing stuff. Um, I don't feel like Ezra Miller has that. I think, I do think that Ezra Miller is really good, right? Like that's the thing. I think that this was kind of a good introduction to the character. It is kind of a shame that we won't get to see him do it anymore it's a it's it's a shame and 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 a good thing at the same time um because i think he's really good in the role and i think he's a really good actor and he's really funny like when you get the two berries you know i thought that stuff was really great i thought it was really funny it made me laugh i like the other berry better to be honest even though he was more obnoxious like i like that version of berry a lot better than the version that he plays mainly to to be honest with you um I just thought I I felt like some of the humor just didn't land like it like it should have. Um, I was kind of sitting there. It's two and a half hours. And I think this is the first time in a movie where I kind of like wasn't checking my watch, but I was like. I could be at home watching the TV show right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what it felt like to me. I Uh, could be at home watching Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. so yeah, so that's kind of what I just kind of overall thoughts. I thought it was okay. I think it is perfectly mid DCEU. Like it's not going to be at the top of my list, but it's it's not, not at the bottom either. Ready. It's not horrible. It's not Suicide Squad. No, it's not. It's not. It's 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 fun. Andy Muschietti, he tries his best. I'm not sure about him directing the Batman Brave and the Bold. 
but um you know we'll see what happens with that um with all that being said let's get into spoilers a little bit more let's talk about some things that we can that we like that we didn't like a little bit deeper about the plot the story moments cameos whatnot um so here's your spoiler warning when you got count down to one uh we will be talking spoilers so five four three two one okay we are in spoiler territory um so let's talk about babies let's talk about babies <laughs> falling um Listen, I thought that was fun. I thought I, I really did. I actually kind of enjoyed that one. I thought that was a lot of fun. But it was like after that, like they never kind of capped that moment of pure chaos and and craziness. And that's kind of what I was hoping with this movie, that it would just be that for like the whole movie. Not completely, not with babies per se, but you know what I'm saying? That kind of energy, yeah. like all the way through. Um, but I don't feel like we got that. I felt like we got that at the beginning. And then it got super serious and then it got kind of boring up parts. And then you meet Batman, Michael Keaton. And then, you know, he's Batman. He's great. He's cool. You see the Batmobile. You see, they don't even use the Batmobile in this movie. Like they don't even, they don't even use it. Kind of, but it's more of like a seat. Yeah, but they, they don't really. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> Barry falls asleep in it. Yeah. I mean, but they, they don't drive it. They don't drive it. And stuff. Um, yeah, no, but the first, the first, like, I thought the first 20 minutes were great with the babies. And then you had uh Batfleck, you know, go chasing after Falcone's son, you know, Wonder Woman. yes. Then you have that really, whenever she shows up, it's always a good thing. Like I love her, like her theme song is still my favorite theme song, superhero theme song of anyone. I don't care. MC, MCU, DCU. It's like, when you hear that, like I get so excited, I get happy. Um, it's that Hans Zimmer effect. But yeah, she shows up for a minute. She's great. She's fantastic. You could just throw her in any of these movies and she's the same thing happened with Shazam, right? The Fury of the God. She shows up at the end of that. Um, but I'm okay seeing her. It's too big to say thank you. Yeah. I'm okay seeing her in everything. That was great. That was, yeah, she's the, the lasso on her on Batman and Barry. Um, oh, that was great. And then... Um, but yeah, and then you meet Batman and then you find out, you know, Barry finds out that he can go through time and he can possibly prove that his dad is innocent because his dad's going to go for, he's filing for an appeal or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the next day. So he's like, I have to go back and try to fix things so that my dad will look up at the camera and they'll see he was out getting tomatoes um, at the store. So that's kind of the catalyst of everything. He's trying to get his dad to he's pulling different tricks and stuff like that to possibly prove his parents that his dad did not kill his mom. But then Bruce Wayne is also trying to convince him not to do this. It's a bad idea. Both Bruce Wayne's did. So Batfleck and Michael Keaton both, you know, told him not to. And so he does it again. And then that's when things kind of get messed up and Zod is back. Uh, General Zod of course, there is no Superman in this version of the world that Barry goes to. So they have to go find Superman, quote unquote. But who they find instead is Supergirl. Uh, Kara. Yep. yep. And it turns out in this universe that Clark had. No, Clark hadn't died. He just. No, he died. 
Zod killed him. Yeah, Zod kill, killed Clark when he was a baby, right? Yeah. Yeah, when he was a baby. So Supergirl has to save the day. Um, and throughout all this, Barry meets another Barry from another universe, and he has to make sure that that Barry gets powers. So that Barry becomes the Flash, and then our Barry loses his powers. So one thing I do like that they did was they kind of told the Flash's origin story in a way that wasn't an origin story. You know what I mean? Because you told see- it without telling it. Yes, because you get to see the other Barry, what he's doing and stuff like that. And you can imagine that our Barry was somewhat close, maybe not as obnoxious, but but I thought that stuff was really fun. Um, but yeah, it all kind of culminates, you know, when he's in the um, the Speed Force, this thing, this demon thing. Who was it again? What's his name? Was this Salvatar? Salvatar? Yeah, Salvatar is trying to stop him. And then obviously, as the movie progresses, you find out that Barry had done this over and 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 over again to try to save his parents um, or to try to save his dad. And it just never worked. And he's been in the speed force forever doing it. Um, That's kind of the movie in a nutshell, I guess. And then at the end, Barry, um, you know, turns out Barry's dad, he, Barry did do something and his dad looked up at the camera and they had the evidence. So they were able to set his dad free for the murder of his mom. Um. So through all of this, you get a bunch of cameos too. Like there's a lot of stuff. This movie is a giant Easter egg hunt. You get a bunch of cool little details. It's a lot like it's a lot like Ready Player One in a way. It is a lot like Ready Player One. Like so, you know, we're we're going to talk about some of them right now. So first, I have to bring up. So we saw um, we saw an old Speedster. So we saw a Jay Garrick version of the Speedster. Um, we saw. Um, George Reeves Superman from the 1950 serial, which was kind of cool, is in black and white, looked really cool. Um, uh, we also got Christopher Reeves as um Superman, and we got Helen Slater as Supergirl. Um, those two movies came out what the first Superman came out, the Christopher Reeves came out in 1978, I think, with that amazing John Williams score, and then Supergirl came out in 1982, I think. Um, with Helen Slater playing the character, but we have that. Um, probably one of my favorite things was uh, Nicolas Cage Superman that we never got to see on screen. Uh, we got to see him fight a giant spider. Uh, finally, I don't know if y'all are familiar with that story, but go check it out. Kevin Smith tells it beautifully because he was actually writing that movie Superman Lives, which was supposed to be written by Tim or supposed to be directed by Tim Burton. He was coming off of. Um, off of uh, Batman Returns, uh, he was going to move on to Superman Lives, um, but that version obviously never happened. Nicolas Cage was, uh, he was actually signed on to play the part, um, but that kind of fell apart. So we get to see that, which was really, really cool. Uh, we get to see Adam West Batman for a short minute. Um, who else did we see during that thing? Um I think that I think it might be all of them actually. Um, so I get those that we could have maybe seen the Arrowverse team. That would have been cool to see like Green Arrow or even Barry. 
I was hoping the green one was the Arrowverse team, but that yeah. was the other the Nicolas Cage yeah. one. That was a Nicolas Cage Superman. Um, but we see that's the thing though, because we know that this movie, like the DCEU, exists within the Flash TV show universe, because we've seen Ezra Miller pop up on the Flash, the TV show, which I thought was really cool. And I thought they were going to do something with that, but they never did. And all of this could be connected through Titans, actually. Well, yeah. Yeah, they didn't show any of that stuff. They didn't show any of that. But I thought what we got was pretty cool. It's kind of a cool little like montage of like DC's greatest hits over the years, which I thought was really cool. Um, but then we get to the very end of the movie, um, which kind of honestly, I that got me the most oddly excited and i don't know why because it's not he's not even my favorite batman he's arguably the worst bruce wayne ever put on film but i sincerely was not expecting it um the very end of the movie barry gets a call from bruce wayne bruce wayne's coming to meet him his dad had just gotten off of you know got out of jail he's telling him congrats i'm gonna go meet you where are you he's like i'm in front of the courthouse so he drives up he gets out of his car and is it batfleck no it is not ben affleck batman bruce wayne it is george clooney bruce wayne which i was genuinely not expecting at all because george clooney had made his thoughts on playing the role very clear that he never you know he just didn't really have a great time with it he's george clooney so he's very humble about it but he's also very much like no but yes george clooney as an older, wiser Bruce Wayne. Um, and then the, the movie literally pretty much ends with Barry saying, who the F is that guy? Um, and uh, I thought it was a really clever way to end the movie, which means that Barry did not go back to his original world. He's somewhere else still, um, even though little things look uh, fine. I don't know where they're going to go with that. I don't think they're... I would love to see an old man Bruce. And I think that, well, Brave and the Bold, Batman is supposed to be older. I don't know who they're going to cast as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. But it's George Clooney. Like at this point, I'm okay with it. At this point, you want to cast George Clooney as Bruce Wayne. I doubt he'll do it. But man, I would watch that because George Clooney is amazing. So um when he did Batman and Robin, he was young. He was still he was still doing ER TV show that was on during the nineties. Like he was just fresh off of his TV career, going into movies. Um, so he did his best with what he had. Um, Does in this universe, we now have Nightwing. It could be. It could be. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see a Nightwing. Yeah. I want to see a Nightwing in the Character? DCU. Yeah. Um, overall, though, I thought it was okay. I um, I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't tell everyone to go rush out and see it. Like, if you want to see it, go see it. But I don't know. It was fine. It was fine. Um, I'll probably watch it again, maybe on HBO Max to see if there's or on Max. Sorry, to see if there's anything I missed or whatever. But um, for the most part, yeah, I just thought it was just uh, okay. So yeah. So there's that. So 
Go check out the Flash. Don't go check out the Flash. I don't know. It's up to you. Up to you. Couple weeks. We have, we have uh, Indiana Jones: Dial of Destiny. We have Oppenheimer. We have Barbie. Um, We have all kinds of stuff coming out. So there's going to be a lot of choices. And the next DCU movie is, um, like I said, uh, the uh, Aquaman two. Another interesting tidbit is that James Gunn was recently doing a podcast. Oh, no, Blue Beetle. Sorry. Blue Beetle is next. Blue Beetle comes out in July, if I'm not mistaken. Um, He did a podcast and uh, he was actually talking about how Blue Beetle will be the first, his first DCU character. So his DC Universe character. But the first DCU movie will be Superman, his Superman legacy movie, Um, which I think is interesting way to put it, but I'm excited for that. Then after that, he's going to start work on Peacemaker season two after he's done with Superman. No, was it it Superman legacy? Yeah, I think that's what he's calling it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? Weird, definitely weird. How are they going to arrange that? You know, I do not know how they're going to do that. But because like, if it's what? the first DCU character, shouldn't it also be the first DCU movie? Yeah, you know. Because I feel like if it's the Superman movie is going to be the first DCU movie, wouldn't they just say, it? hey, why don't we just make this the second one? Since this one's coming out first, and it's going to be have the first DCU character in it. Yeah, no, that's true. That's very true. Um, who knows? You know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I also want to say we also got a poster for Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Um, God, the story, I think, I feel like he really just wants to do a Star Wars movie. But like he's always kind of people want to see what he'd do with the Star Wars movie, myself included. I think he could do something really interesting with the Star Wars movie. Um, obviously not based on the main timeline, give him a spin-off, even a TV show or something, I think would be really, really cool. Um a Rebel Moon with a episode first. What's that? Let's give him a chance with an episode first. Yeah, you know, the thing is, I like Zack Snyder just fine. I think he's he's good. I just don't think he should be in charge of a major... Um, major project. Franchise, like um, the DC Universe or anything like that. So who knows? We'll see what Zack Snyder... Snyder what Zack Snyder brings us in the future. Um, trying to think, is there anything else that you wanted to bring up for this episode Mm-mm. that you can think of? No, no. I can't think of there was any cool trailers for that we saw there in the flash. I don't think they released anything new um, that we saw during the flash. I think for the most part, it's pretty, pretty basic stuff that we've been kind of seeing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, oh, also go watch uh, Polite Society. We watched that. That's on Peacock. Um, we watched that on Saturday night. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was an interesting movie. Had some pretty cool, um, like I like the basic idea behind it, the premise. Had some pretty pretty fun action stuff in it. Reminded really cool. me of Scott Pilgrim. 
It does a little bit. Yeah. It had that kind of vibe to it, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Go watch that on Peacock. Um, yeah, go watch all that whenever you can. All right, you guys. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for checking out the show. We really, really appreciate your support. And we really, really appreciate you guys uh, uh, checking us out and giving us a chance every week. We really, really love it. Uh, you know, stay connected to the podcast. Let's talk movie news. Let's talk all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, within the coming weeks, we're going to have some really, really, have some really, really fun stuff planned. So we'll be doing all that stuff. Um, and much, much more in the coming future. Also, make sure to check out the Pastrami Nation podcast every Tuesday night where we, um, you know, we talk, we break down all things pop culture. We talk about Lego. We talk about any kind of pop culture stuff coming out um, and any stuff that is out. So whatever we kind of want to talk about, we will. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for checking out the show. Really appreciate you. Um, Eli yeah you have a good night and have fun at school i will try you will try try not to get any more people sick i'm not sick yeah that's what they all say until everyone in the house gets sick um especially you can't say much. you're not here speaking of being sick uh folks if you're at home be safe um, stay out of trouble and um, always, always, always take care of yourselves, take care of each other and as always, stay nerdy America. Bye-bye. <laughs>